If you have ever felt betrayed or shocked or revengeful or maybe even muttered the words, I can't believe they did that to me, you may have encountered our little friend named Resentment, which also can go by the aliases of, Oh, no, you didn't. Or, You don't do that to me. Or, You will get what you deserve, among others. I came to the studio today with having a slight sinus headache the past couple days, and even though I could quickly explain it away as it just being fall allergy season, this led to a conversation bringing out the internal investigator and tracing this discomfort that is showing itself on the physical level to an experience where resentment may have made an appearance in my recent past. I love to share my personal experiences with you all if it means that the conversation being stimulated offers perspectives that can help assist you all on your paths to optimum wellness on all five levels. Now, my challenge for the next two weeks for you all is that if any of you have a YouTube account or Spotify to find us on those platforms and subscribe so you get our updates for all episodes that we release and those companies see our numbers grow and they show us to more people so we can get discovered and grow and continue to offer these sorts of conversations to help everyone on their path toward self-growth. So with that, Alexander and I send a tremendous and gracious thank you for listening and working on you. And now, let's journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness conscious communication and emotional responsibility welcome to the wise wise podcast I am Aaron and I'm Alexander and we offer self-growth tools and techniques for practical application and also give real-world examples. And today is no exception. We are going to share a real-world example around emotions and what they can do to the physical body and a way we can process that emotion to prevent all that energy from going moving through the five levels to the the physical level. Yes, and and I'm excited to, you know, to bring this uh, to the forefront. Uh, Aaron and I have talked about this subject uh, in the past many times, and we've probably alluded to it uh, in various podcasts. But when we just met this morning and kind of uh, doing our normal hangout talk time, uh, this subject came up, and it really seemed to be uh, very well-timed, and uh, Aaron just happened to have a personal experience, as I have within the last week, 
around a similar emotion. And so today I think we're going to talk about resentment and how to recognize it in the body and where it shows up um, to let you know that it's there and then how to be the investigator and find out uh, where you're feeding that to help to once again break it down on all five of those levels, realizing that the physical level is many times the message and it is the most dense. So, Yeah, and and we've talked about emotions in general many times we have many podcasts but yeah like you said today we're going to focus on resentment and also get into other aspects of emotional reactions as well so it won't just be on resentment a lot of the stuff we talk about can be applied to other emotions as we go through this conversation sure and so so today i i mentioned to you as i was on my way in that i did have a sinus headache in the last couple days and it was there last night Mm -hmm. and it kind of goes away during the day but i know at night as as the day starts to wear on it starts to come back in and it is kind of fall allergy season here in north carolina so that is somewhat expected although i don't usually get headaches Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was something for you easily to spot because you do uh, go back to uh, looking at the body, looking at the the physical level of the five levels, and anywhere we're feeling discomfort, you then go and and apply that or look at it to try to trace it back to what emotion uh, could have been going on within that person, within your client, within me. When you you know in this in this conversation, looking at me, and where that may not have been handled properly so that it did end up going through the five levels and then it's now showing itself, revealing itself on the physical level. Yes, and you know we're going to be talking mainly about resentment just as the example today, but as Aaron said earlier, uh, all the emotions can be worked on in a similar way. And we're going to combine resentment with rejection as well because Headaches normally are associated in my work with rejection. But there's a fine line with this resentment because sometimes there's a pressure and a sinus pressure can be slightly different from a headache. And that's why truly assessing that, that, oh, oh, I've got a headache. Okay, well, is it sinus pressure? Because if it's sinus pressure, then it's more than likely connected to resentment. If it's a full-blown headache, then it's more than likely connected to rejection in some way. We want to work with looking at these emotions in a much wider view. And I want to start off here to say that emotions don't carry intelligence, and I'll probably repeat this as we go on, but what is meant by that is that when we have an emotional reaction in that situation, we don't know whether that, or it's not that we don't know, but our emotions don't know like a major rejection or a minor rejection or major resentment, minor resentment. Through my own healing crisis in my journey, mine was frustration in my chest and I had excruciating chest pain for over five years. And then it took me two years to learn on my own to figure out what to do and how to get rid of frustration. And so now it's more of instead of getting rid of it or beating it, it's more like 
learning how to process it so it can move through all these five levels that we discuss in almost every episode, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual, and realizing that by the time it's gotten to the physical, that is the most dense, and the reason that many people struggle with uh, understanding what the symptoms are trying to share with them is because because the physical level is the most dense, many times there's a delay of one to three days before you feel the physical symptom. And this is why it's very useful to be the investigator, the authentic self-investigator. And instead of going, no, I haven't been through any resentment or no, I haven't been through any rejection to go, let me go find out where I did experience some resentment or let me go find out where I experienced some rejection. And that change of perception shifts a lot when you turn into the investigator and say you can't be the investigator and the judge simultaneously. So that's why there is no good or bad or right or wrong in this. There shouldn't be any self-judgment because emotions are very similar to children. Children, when they act out, hopefully you don't view the child as a bad child. They're just learning this process of being a human being. And that's the outlook that I want to give people about the emotions, too, to get out of this good and bad view and just to see that we were designed to process emotions, but our culture hasn't taught us how to process emotions. And that's why I do feel very confident that this work is very important for people. And with resentment, it's... uh it's a normal type of emotional or emotion to have or emotional reaction to have. And you also phrased it uh, in a way when we were talking about attachment in, in a few episodes ago where you're going to have attachment. So look at it as where is the attachment versus am I feeling attached? Well said. Right? Yes, yes, it is. And that is that term investigator, internal investigator. And and to stay out of the judgment and guilt and shame are two of the most wasteful emotions energetically that there are and so that's why we want to be careful not to go into that it's not about judging it and or feeling that oh i shouldn't i shouldn't feel this way acceptance is the very first step we have to accept that yes i probably have experienced this because it's been a pattern through my life and see that's not self-judgment that's accepting and then go okay let me look over the past week or so and see where i could have experienced even a minute level of resentment and i think that's kind of what began the idea of today's podcast is we we were doing that kind of exact thing with you a little bit earlier and i did want to bring in because i i think right off the bat people are going to ask if they feel a pain like if they have a headache does it always mean that there is something attached to it and especially if they do have allergies and it is like something they get twice a year or like i do um even though like like I said, headaches aren't common with me, with my allergies, but with somebody who may have something common, like when they do have some pain somewhere, is it always traced back to an emotion or is that something that uh, could be or do we are we choosing to look at it that way? Of course, very rarely do we utilize absolutes in this and we do want to be aware that our environment plays a big role. So, you know, if you go into some area where someone is spray painting, you know, and you breathe in those fumes long enough, you may get a headache. So I'm not going to sit here and say there always is, but in my world, 
I look until I find something. But remember, there's no judgment there. So even with that analogy of being around someone spraying paint, and you can easily logistically say, oh, well, that's what it was from. For me, it's still useful to take that next step to go, well, I was here for a reason. And I may or may not know what that reason was. And possibly I was put in this environment to get this symptom so that I can look at something deeper. And that's just kind of the train of thought that me over the last 25 years has developed to to connect all five of these levels. And see, I'm not interested in whose fault it was or what level it started in. I just want to clear it out of all of those levels. And so when we justify it as the just the physical, oh, I'm just around paint fumes and that gives headaches, you can stop there or you can go back to that you know, the emotional or the energetic or even the spiritual and the mental and get something out of each one of those stages if you want to. But the emotional center or emotional level is kind of the the golden child because normally that's what, you know, sends out the ripple that eventually reaches the, the physical body. And the mental part is changing the way that you perceive things or changing the way that you interact in that situation. Because the mental lesson in even that, that paint scenario is just that, oh, I don't want to put myself in an area to where it's toxic like this anymore. So next time that I get around somebody that's painting, I want to stay a certain distance away. See, that's still useful information. Uh, it doesn't have to be the cause, but what I want to get across to everyone is when you are interested in being an investigator, you can always learn something. And when you're learning, you're less likely to emotionally react because the person or the situation becomes your teacher. And you you can't learn and be angry or upset at your teacher simultaneously. So you kind of give up that negative emotion to say, no, this is more important. Just what can I learn through this? And as we said earlier, the body just, the depending on the area that the body is sore, aching, or in pain, or just a discomfort, you know, is typically directly connected to one of the seven major chakras. And then those energy centers normally rule certain emotions. And so this is what helps to to kind of dissect and see how it all fits together. And then when you work on it all simultaneously, from my point of view, it has the most expedient way of so-called moving through, or some people might call that a healing, but to, to move through and process. And that's what the main point of this podcast today is processing, emotional processing, mental processing, spiritual processing, energetic processing. So processing is the, is the key word today, and that doesn't equal fixing or it's just more of a management thing like we bring up uh, quite often because most of these discomforts come from patterns that we've repeated over and over and over. So when we do have an emotional reaction, it's not just the moment at hand. It's accumulation of many similar events throughout your whole life that is being activated. And that's why sometimes people lose themselves or lose their mind, so to say, over something small and the other person involved can't understand. But it was the avalanche of emotions rather than just that isolated situation. 
And in that explanation, I hear you accessing the pillars of the just philosophy, including the first pillar, choosing to see everything in divine order, and then also the the pillar regarding uh, everything or everybody can be your teacher. Can be, yes. And that, you know, and in almost every situation, you'll continue to hear us bring back just about any situation to one of the five pillars because they're each one of the pillars are connected to one of the levels of the field. And so when we don't know necessarily where we're stuck or why we're stuck going through the five pillars, I mean, we do have an episode on those can many times like the one that you resonate with or the one that might make you cry or emote some could very much be telling you or giving you a message of where that so-called energy or situation may be stuck. And then in your paint example, we could also bring in that possibly you have been uh, stuffing an emotion or or you've weakened yourself uh, energetically or that has resulted in a weakening of the physical level of of your tolerance of breathing in that chemical, Mm -hmm. which could have been linked to an emotional reaction, right? Yes, well said. And, you know, these, uh, you know, I want to right now break down how the just philosophy sees these five levels working together and that to consider that the very first level that is engaged or has a reaction is potentially the spiritual level. And that's where doubt enters. And whenever doubt enters, it activates the mental level. And once the mental level gets activated, it judges right or wrong, good or bad, preference or non-preference. And in that judgment determines the emotional activation. And then once that emotional activation happens, it alters the vibration of the person or the energetic field on both an energetic level and a chemical level in the body. And then it affects the physical body. So that's how these five levels work together the way we see it. But you can go to any specific one and work on it, or you can work on them all simultaneously. And that's just the most optimal from from my position is seeing that all five of those fields have more than likely been affected if you're getting message in the physical body. So... You know, pulling on those, utilizing those five pillars to help you to get back centered. Because even with the first one of everything's in divine order, whether we realize it or not, or find the divine order in the chaos of life, normally that means that we need to go be still somewhere. We need to try to ease our minds. Some people call it meditation. But the stillness to get back to a center point and When I get reminded, I hardly ever have to get past the very first pillar because when I get reminded that there is a divine order here, Alexander, and now whatever negative emotion that you're going through, you're seeing this situation through maya or illusion. You're not seeing it clearly. And so that's what helps me to practice non-preference, to get back to acceptance, to get back centered to now accept what is happening rather than resist it. And the resistance is what continues the perpetuation of these negative emotions and what can make people just feel bad. So when we started going through the process earlier, you asked me, where do I feel like I've been holding resentment? And you also brought in the 
word revenge. And maybe you could talk about how closely those are linked. Yeah, so, and that was such a, a key because many times resentment and revenge kind of walk hand in hand. And if somebody is experiencing revenge, then they're almost always have experienced um, the resentment. Uh, one leads into the other. This is the point of taking care of resentment because you don't want it to continue to build to turn into revenge-type thoughts uh, because that's even more draining and exhausting. And so, again, the key just is not to judge ourselves, to be willing to say, no, I am carrying some of that resentment, but maybe it hasn't. I'm not carrying revenge about it yet. Or to be honest and say, you know what, I have just had some thoughts about what I might would do. I haven't acted on them. See, there's no judgment there. The main thing is to see that it is happening and it is brewing. And with me and the most experience, of course, I've had practice with all these different emotions, but frustration was my main one. And as I've shared on many podcasts, I feel like everyone has two main emotions that they kind of struggle with throughout their whole life. And mine has been uh, insecurity and frustration. And so anytime something's going on in my body, those are the first two that I go visit just because of my family lineage and my environment growing up. Those were the two negative emotions that were stimulated the most. So I suggest to everyone to be honest with yourselves and truly look at that and ask yourself, what two emotions do you experience mostly? And if it's resentment, don't, don't think that that's worse than frustration. You know, but many people look at resentment, guilt, shame, anger as like the ugliest ones. But they're, they're all beautiful and they're all useful. And they don't have to be considered ugly and beautiful, you know, either one. It is that just accepting that they're just an illusion. But they're here to help teach us to see clearly. And that's what the basic premise of all of this philosophy, a frequency-based way of looking at the world or life, is based around. Is that when you see that you're putting out a so-called negative vibration, then, hey, let's do some work and let's do some real-life exercises here to shift that vibration. And over time, practicing that shift We're habitual beings, so we get better at anything that we practice. The main thing is for people not to get discouraged that the changes aren't happening fast enough. But in this situation, you might have been exercising this emotion for like 35 or 37 years. And so when we start to to change or want to change, we need to be realistic with the time frame that it takes to actually create new lifestyles. So after, after asking me that, I did go through and pinpoint like something from my childhood, but you mentioned that it, it, it was probably something very recent. Yes, because, you know, when you went back to the childhood, it was very relevant and it led up to, you know, just a few years ago with a certain individual. As you were talking with that, of course, I could feel your energy was, was pretty balanced in that. But then you started talking about a more recent situation, and I think vinyl records, uh, since we're so into that, you know, was happened to be the subject that this was around. And of course, as you were talking about that, that fire came out. So that's when I said, it may be good to go to the most recent and work your way back 
so that you're you're releasing the biggest pressures first. And sometimes those bigger ones are in earlier in life that set the stage for the trauma or the traumatic events. And sometimes the more uh, aggressive one is more recent. So just be realistic. But yes, when you when you work with the more intense one first, then you normally see the most results faster. But if you want to start and work on the the weaker, older stuff first, possibly that is leading up to the main one that's in the present, there's nothing wrong with that. I want everybody to just feel like any work you do in that area to learn to manage and redirect those emotions is going to be useful. So just don't feel like you're doing it wrong is the main main point to get across. So is there any difference if somebody has had chronic sinus issues or chronic headaches in the sinus area throughout their lives versus me just having a, a headache now where I don't have them a lot in in regards to like maybe they they should go back to maybe more of their childhood first. Well, I think that that's, you know, that's the point that if it has been more chronic, then more than likely there was the biggest blow, so to say, or experience earlier in life that activated that that trauma. And now a person is just going through reminders of that to where yours is a little bit different. As you talked about the more new stuff, the fire seemed to build. And so that's why I suggested to you to maybe you want to work backwards and start with the most recent one you carry the most charge with and then eventually get to that one from childhood. And again, there's not necessarily a right or wrong way to do it, but those of you that need incentive to keep doing this work, then that's why in the beginning, the harder work, maybe you want to approach the more challenging situations so that you have the biggest potential to see the change with uh, with that most challenging issue. And so wh- whatever we do for our hobby or wh- whatever we get into is going to be an environment for us to learn lessons. And, and so when I took on vinyl, I knew it was going to be a, a place where I could you know, gain a lot of perspective on myself. And I knew that initially, right off the bat, knowing my nature of being a three, five and jumping head into something, I knew I was aware that I had to watch that energy. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, other lessons come in as we put our energy into something else. It gives us, uh, you know, other opportunities. And this was something around, uh, purchasing an album from somebody over online, over, Mm -hmm. uh, Reddit if anybody knows what that is and you're, you're putting your trust into somebody that they say they're going to do what they do. You follow through with, you know, sending the money. And, and so in this instance, I didn't feel like I was ever being scammed, but the person I was buying it from was just very incompetent and always had an excuse. The person was doing it from their personal account and all of their like personal information was out there. So I didn't think I was being scammed, but at the same time, it it was like a month of time before this person even got around to sending it out. And mm-hmm. and looking back at uh, one of my like major themes in my life and even going back to my incarnation cross in the human design, which is around laws. And I'm very I, – I have a lot of my issues around justice if I don't feel like something is being – served equally or mm-hmm. fairly, right. then I, I can start to have sort of like an emotional reaction where I feel like, no, something needs to be here. Something needs to be fixed here. Mm-hmm. And almost like 
not not to the point where like I need to do it, but I don't know. It is like sort of like an unresolved emotion that just comes up a lot, like worry, where it's mostly outside of your control. Because I'm not somebody who will take on revenge just to equal the sides, but it does spring up from time to time. Yes, and you know, and thank you again for being so open and honest with that, because that's what emotions are there for to to be that teacher and to just show like one of the investigative points of this is to find the place to where that emotion got activated and then you want to learn hey i want to set a boundary i want to stop before i get to that place because once those emotions get activated it it's like dropping a pebble into a pond there's ripples that go out And so part of learning emotional management is learning where those lines are to where you can't not react. And, you know, I want to give everybody out there that's worked on your emotions to to not show them to people, to not, I call it, vomit them on others. But that next step is the concern is the stuffing. And so many people will work past that emotional level of not showing it external, but they don't quite get that next level of, but you can't stuff. You've got to process. And that's why with age, most people get more testy as they get older because they get more and more full of these negative emotions and they're not processing. They're not releasing any of it. And this can be so freeing for people that do get into uh, this type of release and, The word forgiveness is used a lot in the metaphysical and spiritual realms and even the religious realm, but there is such a key to that word of forgiveness. But you see, you can't fool yourself. You can fool others, but you can't fool the intelligence of your your makeup. And the body is going to send messages and let you know when you're off course and when you are... Uh, experiencing these things that most of us want to deny because I think at the beginning, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think at the beginning of our conversation, as soon as I brought up resentment, you didn't feel like you carried any. And then we started just like talking and slowly it started coming out. And I think that part of that is some of that programming we've been through to just not own those negative emotions, especially if they're what we perceive as ugly. Uh, And a big part of this work is being vulnerable, being open, being responsible, taking emotional responsibility and accountability is another one of the pillars. And that's mainly what we're talking about here is that for anyone that's working on themselves as an adult, no one can make you sad. No one can make you mad. No one can frustrate you. These are all electives that we choose. And that's a very empowering point when you can see it clearly that if I get upset at someone, I did not manage myself in that situation where, you know, and this is where the investigator comes in. Where could I have made a different move, said a different phrase to have not activated that defense mechanism in them for them to yell at me and then me to feel that emotion come up to, to defend, so to say. So that's a big part of this is just learning where your limits are and then backing off just a little bit before that limit. And at the same time, the advanced work is expanding where that limit is. 
but we're not going to go necessarily into that level of the work on this podcast. We're mainly going to focus more on the first level of the recognition, the responsibility of it, and the redirecting of it. And in the just philosophy, it's basically just labeled as the three R's. To recognize a person, place, situation, or emotion. To show it respect. And by showing respect, it means don't emotionally react or don't continue the emotional reaction. That's showing respect. And then the third one is you redirect the energy. And emotions, as I've said many, many times, managing emotions and raising children go very, very hand in hand. And I'm sure that we will um, expand on that connection as the podcast goes on. And you were correct. I could not initially come up with something when you asked that question. But this was something that happened a couple weeks ago and it had been resolved. And I think that's why it's like in the past. So it's kind of um, in the place of slowly resolving. Dissipating, yeah. Yeah. And, And I think that's a big point is that See, when we think that we've gotten over something, we don't necessarily always understand that you've still got stuff to deal with on these different levels, that you haven't released it. All that's changed is the mental way of looking at it. And so sometimes that's just out of sight, out of mind. People will say that they've forgiven, but they really haven't. They've just gotten to a point where they don't think about it much. But if it gets brought up in a a conversation... That's where that fire I was talking about earlier comes out because the person starts leaning forward or their voice raises or that kind of thing. And that's just a good sign, once again, not of judgment, but just that maybe you haven't forgave to the level that you think you have. If that were true, you wouldn't be experiencing these heightened actions like leaning forward or raising your voice or that type of thing. And so this gets down to truly being honest with yourself. And of course, you know, this is the non-judgmental space, and many times we need to just be open that as soon as we say that we're not experiencing some kind of emotion or, or that uh, I, don't, I don't really ever have that experience, you know, that's against the, that investigator. It's much wiser to say, you know what, I probably do carry some resentment somewhere. I probably do carry some anger. I probably do carry some sadness. Again, stop with the judgment, please. There's not something wrong with you because you've had these emotional experiences. And get past that out of sight, out of mind thing and be the investigator because once we got into the investigation and talking a little bit, that's when multiple situations started coming up. And that's when you know that you've tapped in. But the thing is, is that all of us carry these. (laughs) So again, uh, emotions are one thing that is universal, in human beings, it's just to the level that they affect us is differently. So much praise to those out there that are just working to manage the the outward expression of them. But then this podcast is really talking about that next step as far as clearing all five levels once you get the message in the physical. Yeah, and I did want to actually touch upon that. You did mention the first step is working towards not showing these emotions to people why is that? Is that because venting possibly uh, adds, like, we may want to add more and, like, we get ourselves all amped up again in that emotion? Well, I think for many people, if they're doing some kind of self-development work similar to this and they have, 
or they have some other reason to want to learn to manage those emotions better, the ego can be involved to just, once again, consider that I want to change my emotional reaction so that I look like I'm more advanced. And many times that's a subconscious thing because, again, I appreciate anybody that is working on that. But the ideal is, the the issue with that, rather, is that there's probably stuffing going on. And I don't know that that isn't more dangerous for the individual than the one that just gets angry and yells at everybody because they're at least releasing the energy. So I'm not saying between the two that I'm telling everybody to go emotionally react on people because that's healthier. But this is why I have the teaching of say it to the wind, the sky, the trees, to Mother Nature, to, the, to Mother Earth, because they don't emotionally react back. Get that out of you verbally, but just please not own somebody. But then those of you that aren't, you've managed to not react to others, but you aren't taking the time to release these consciously, then it's very wise to look at that more than likely you are stuffing these emotions and fooling yourself to think that you're managing them or you're moving past them. And many times, if tears aren't involved, that's just a good sign that maybe you haven't reached that emotional level. And if you haven't reached the emotional level, your energetic level probably isn't changed very much. And the likelihood of the physical body getting better is diminishing. So that's why that, that uh, those emotions are such a golden key. But you want to process it all and release it and do get back to that forgiveness. But the incentive for the forgiveness is that you actually see that holding on to that emotion is toxic for you. And we can get to forgiveness by learning the lesson. So when we turn the person that is, say, uh, had been rude to us or negative to us and we're able to not be the victim and see them as a teacher and there's something great that I can learn about myself and a new boundary that I can set, see, not just with that person, but with anybody they engage with moving forward in their life. So see, this work isn't about just learning to deal with one person. If you learn to do it with one person, you'll be able to do it with many people. And so this is all work for yourself rather than the opposite, which is just catering to people and trying to keep things somewhat normal or uh, good, we'll say it. And many times there's a lot of stuffing that goes on uh, in those situations. And what about somebody who may not have the emotional reaction when it's happening, but they'll then go tell the story of what happened to somebody and then allow that emotion to come out and like share it with somebody. And maybe (laughs) that person will maybe relate to it. And then like, they're kind of growing the emotion after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen this happen often to where somebody may actually be okay with something that happened to them, but then they go tell a friend and the friend goes, and what did you do? You didn't just do nothing, did you? I mean, you need to say something. And see, then that changes the first person's view, and they go into a defense mechanism. And so that is an example of how the emotion got activated, really through fear or judgment, that the person wasn't even carrying. And this is the danger of sharing things with so-called friends and family, because anyone that's going to give their opinion 
has a likelihood to activate an emotion in you unless you learn what in the just philosophy is called the 360 degree view language to where you talk about the issue, but you end it with a solution. You don't end it as a victim. And many times when people are sharing with their family or friends, it is that victim mentality. And the fact of the matter is, is that they might have been better off before they talk to their friend to get that stirred up. But once that gets stirred up, yeah, it's very similar, them activating that in the situation. But many times in this second example, uh, guilt and shame gets involved. And that's what can make it even uglier when you get an emotion activated from a third party that you're just telling the story, but they react and that creates an emotional reaction in you. So how we discuss things, for example, if I said with frustration and I went, yeah, my brother used to just like really frustrate me so much about the things that he would say that would come out so judgmental, whether it was around race or, or government or whatever it is. But see, I want to end it by saying, but he's a good person at heart. And I've learned to distance my time with him so that I'm able to stay loving to him more consistently. See, that is that 360-degree view. You bring up the issue, but you bring up a solution as well. And I give my brother room to change over time, and I haven't set anything in stone. It's just once you make an adjustment, normally that person on the other end will recognize any type of adjustment, even if it's an emotional reaction adjustment. But they certainly recognize when the, the energy is neutral and when the energy is forgiving. It's just a, it's a whole different vibration. And most people, it makes them uncomfortable because most people in our culture are more comfortable in friction than they are in harmony. And that's uh, being proven right now in everything that we're dealing with, with, with the media just pitting people basically against each other. And people have to choose to stay in that anger. I mean, that's just very, very important to, to realize that nobody out there is making you angry. You're choosing to get angry at whatever you're observing or experiencing. And throughout the process of trying to buy this album from this guy, um, I mean, I paid right away. And he was like, okay, I'll get it in the mail tomorrow. I'll send you the tracking number. I didn't receive the tracking number. I think I gave it like three days, and then I contacted him to say, hey, where's the tracking number? Didn't get a reply. I think it took maybe 10 days to get a reply, and it was only because I got his attention through the app that I paid through by sending him a message on there, and I guess he just wasn't getting my my alerts. Right. Now, through this process, I... I brought in like what would Minnie Alexander do, you know, who lives inside my head. And I know I know because we've talked about this before, before this happened, and you brought in like, oh, you know, if if this ever happened to you, possibly this person needed the money and and I know that you wouldn't put yourself into an emotional reaction over something as silly as a $40 album. Right. Um and I, so I, I held on to that for a while, but the longer it went, the more I was like, my justice side came in. And yes. I was like, man, you know, <laughs> yes, it's only like 40. I mean, it's actually $60, but, and that's, that's a decent amount for an album. But I'm like, yeah. if I, if I don't keep 
bring, you know, trying to get his attention just to find out what's going to happen, then it's going to happen where I'm, I'm probably never going to see it. But I feel like I need to see it out just to find out whether I'm going to get it or not. Because yes. I, I really didn't feel like I was being scammed. But you were still on alert. Yes. So and, and I have to say that I, I, I was very conscious in my communications with him. I did have, I mean, of course, it's through, it's through like typing, email or whatever, messaging. So I was very stern and asserting a boundary by just you know, stating that, you know, I paid right up front and I, I was under the impression that, you know, you were doing this in good faith Mm -hmm. and just kind of bringing those things in just to get him aware of, of the situation. And anyway, over time I finally got it and it just ended up being that he was incompetent and, um, you know, a younger kid who it, this probably wasn't the first priority in his life. Right. Right. And I think that, that, you know, seeing, what you were just talking about uh, is important because as you continue to engage, you can manage it for a certain amount of time. And seeing where that time is is important. It's just an important like landmark. But my next suggestion would be that every time you go to engage, you make sure that you're in a point of non-preference and that you are neutral and that you truly are interested in the highest good of everyone involved. And in those situations with me is I don't want to get taken advantage of either. But if somebody's going to do something just that dishonest, then I'm going to bless that $60. And I'm going to say, obviously, you need it worse than I do. And you bring in pillar one, like trusting that yeah. it was And on divine order. Way. And yeah. if you get into any kind of karma or things that we have to pay, I mean, that can pay back to people. That can help assist with that. But by no means do I want anybody to think that this just sounds like just being passive and letting anybody do whatever they want to. Because, see, the lesson that I get from that is going to be well worth $60. And I would rather get that lesson in the past in my life. I've always looked for the lesson. And so whatever the lesson cost, I was pretty happy to pay it because I'm not going to have that experience again. That's the point of learning the lesson. And... When you are able to be at okay at an okay point, whether the person follows through with what they said or not, so you have no control over that. But you are able to manage how whether they do what they said they would do or not is going to affect you. And every time you go to engage with that person, there's more likelihood for frustration to rise. So that's why there's a direct effort to center and from my suggestion, get into non-preference or neutral and then engage with that person. Just in my experience, that's where you get the most resolve and the most um, interest is when someone doesn't feel pushed. And like you said, as you went on engaging or not getting a return, then your level of frustration was rising. And that person can normally feel that. And some people say, well, I want them to feel that because I want them to be threatened. Well, that's just not in my way. I don't want to get something from somebody through threatening them. Uh, Everything has an energetic component, and that is going to carry, even if you get what you wanted, it's going to carry a certain uh, resonance, a certain vibration. And those are the things that I don't want in material things that have been acquired through negative experiences that you even feel like you won. That just doesn't, 
in my life, it just hasn't panned out to where that was worth more the material thing than the lesson that was learned. And But everybody work with that to whatever level you want to. And I would certainly see what you went through as a success up to a certain point. And then recognizing that point is possibly the gold mine of that. And you've already got the album, and so you didn't get cheated or taken advantage of. And now it's just the gold for the lesson is there, and every investigator can get as much as they want to uh, from that investigation. So throughout this process of what I just shared or anybody else going through resentment or those revenge types of feelings, how do we process this emotion once it has reached the physical? We've had an emotional reaction. How do, how do we alleviate that energy? Okay, well, first step is the acceptance part and the acceptance and taking responsibility that this person isn't doing anything to me. That is that very first step to take responsibility. And then once you see that, dissect or investigate what role you played to lead them up to that point of disappointing you. Because if you're able to see that and you're able to change that step before they did what they did or didn't do what they said that they would do, then there's a high likelihood that you won't get that result again. So that's the key component. Like I said, is where were you involved right before this last thing that so-called you're perceiving as negative? Now work there. Do something to adjust that, what you said, what you did, how you arranged it, blah, 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 blah. And that is the goal mine. And then when you see that and you truly get that lesson, see, you... You can't be, once again, angry at that person and carry anger and just see them as your teacher because seeing them as your teacher is a uh, part of it is the acceptance that they had to play this role for you to learn this lesson. And once you learn the lesson, then you can forgive them of the role that they played. And many times, as we have ep- multiple episodes on role playing, many times people don't even realize they're playing these roles. So this is how we can help others by doing our own work. And I hope that that was explained in a way that can be understood. But, you know, another part of it is actually after you get to that point of accepting responsibility, seeing where the point was that you need to adjust, then with something like that we're talking about this um, bitterness or uh, resentfulness, that's very close to aggravation or frustration. And I like to suggest that with anger, which is just beyond aggravation or frustration, that physically working out, running, doing exercise is what helps to burn that energy off. And this resentment or bitterness is very connected to that. So that's the physical side, as I say, bring the situation in your mind while you're going for a run or a jog or working out and literally burn that energy off. So those are some of the first few steps uh, to get to that. And then more than likely, you're going to have to repeat parts of this lesson to get the full lesson. So by no means, if you're able to do everything that I've mentioned, don't think that you've arrived. Still be prepared that life may go down the road. Hey, we're going to throw this in here and see if you have retained what you learned Because we won't truly know if we learned it until we put it into application. And life is funny in that way that it will present situations for us to apply what we think we learned. 
So to wrap up this conversation and in this episode, I do have two more questions that are related to kind of the emotional part of all this. And uh, one is, does a major emotional reaction or a major trauma, does that equal a major discomfort? Or is there any connection there? Whereas like a smaller emotional reaction would, would most likely result in a smaller discomfort in the, in the physical body. Right. Um, well, I don't necessarily know if I can measure that or answer that question the way you posed it. But I will say that once you have a major trauma, then any little thing similar activates that the, the, the major level. Because, once again, the emotions aren't intelligent. So they can't differentiate between big-time resentment or small-time resentment. A small-time resentment might be something like, yeah, I hope that person gets what they deserve. You know, and you just, you don't put any more thought into it. And then a big-time resentment could be a whole story of, you know, I'm resentful that my my wife passed, uh, hypothetically, I'm just sharing a story, but my or my husband passed, and they didn't even try to, to do better. They didn't try to live. And that just broke my heart. And so, see, that can be like a, a huge resentment that's really hard to get over, but that could more than likely be a, a trauma that sets a course for the rest of their life for them to experience lots of sinus infections because they didn't let go and process that major resentment. And then every time they have a small resentment, it activates all of that energy. So they're definitely connected. But uh, And then sometimes people experience small resentments, Normally when they're just leading up and they're, they're experiencing these small resentments, they may or may not notice like what's going on in the sinuses or the head or that type of thing. But normally there is a, a, certainly a connection when there's something major and they even use terms like PTSD and things like that. But in my experience, that I did have an experience of like my polarity flipping and now things that used to not bother me at all I was extremely sensitive to. And that's what I want to get across to those of you that have been through traumas and you're still dealing with the symptoms of it. More than likely, you're allowing small things to irritate you that is activating the big thing that started it all. And the last thing I want to bring up was in our conversation before this, I mentioned that I think I do a good job at keeping like the larger emotional reactions at bay, but but there are these smaller ones, like you're talking about, like the mini um, resentment reactions, the little comments here and there that may escape and go undetected beneath my radar. Right, right. And I think this is probably common because when we focus on not having those emotional reactions, being in the moment and and stopping those, we may not see these other things as emotional reactions. Yes, yes, and that's so important. And this is the beauty of being the investigator, that you go, oh, there you are, little little one. I haven't been recognizing you because I'm used to this big one that happened. And people change their scale when they go through different levels of traumas. And part of the subtle energy field or working to in self-development is you just refine the lesson more and more and more and more. And that's why, you know myself and plenty of teachers in the past have said, you don't run out of work. There's not something that you just arrive at and you're done. The lessons just get 
more and more subtle. And that's the masterwork of this level is you nipping it in the bud as soon as it's created. And that way it doesn't have to go through destroying all of these five levels and getting people at a point to where it's a life or death situation. And so hopefully that's what this work is going to help many listeners out there is to really start focusing on this emotional processing. And please reach out to me personally for private sessions if any of you have interest in that because we can go very deep and uncover a lot together and especially utilizing the human design and the destiny card system to understand your cosmic makeup and your energetic makeup which determines how we processed our environment growing up so that's why we can explain to people uh, why they are carrying these issues and then better yet what to do to change that vibration to get out of that experience and change their experience well, I will say since meeting you and and been working on myself through the Just Philosophy the last five plus years, I used to have chronic sinus infections throughout my teens and 20s, but a lot of that has alleviated itself and I actually haven't had to, you know, it hasn't gotten to the point where I've had to take like antibiotics in the last couple of years. So That shows growth and, and certainly, and, and I know you've been working on that. And I think that just today we've possibly opened up an, another level of being that investigator and um, finding those more subtle, like how we just go through it or experience it on a day-to-day basis. And when you cut those out, then the so-called healing happens exponentially. But it's so good that you already recognize a shift and a change in that. Yeah, actually, actually, just now. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. Beautiful. Um, so anyway, yeah, a, a great, great episode. I hope everyone can connect with it, whether they have or they think they have resentment or not. Hmm. Uh, but of course, always uh, consider that you do, and that gives a better perspective in finding it, even when they're small. Yes, well said. So, all right, stay tuned for our three minutes of stillness, everyone. Much love.
We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny car reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment it's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.